Welcome to the Leadership Exposé podcast. This podcast is for purpose-driven leaders at diverse levels and organizations around the world who are seeking to scale and transform their leadership to level up their business and to create an impact in the lives of people all around them. Business and boardroom topics, trends, innovation, transformation, and the intersection with leadership is the focus. We enable success. I'm your host, Stephen Paul. I am pleased to have Anthony Howard today. Anthony is a HR strategic leader with over 20 years history of progressive um, and success, successful piloting of large-scale global initiatives, driving organizational change and goals in diverse environments, organizations from highly regulated FDA medical devices and biotech industries to unionized manufacturing environments. Anthony has incorporated a passion for the learning and development of others into his entire career. He's the founder of HR Certified LLC, and we will hear today how he is enabling great leaders looking to progress further and how to go about it. Welcome, Anthony. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation uh, for me to share my story and, and my experience with others. Wonderful. You know, just before the podcast, Anthony, we were, we were uh, sharing where we're, we're both located. And um, yeah. as you know, I'm, I'm here in London, mm-hmm. in the UK. Um, tell us, where are you based? Yeah, so I currently reside in um, Atlanta, Georgia, but I am a Chicago native. Um, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and um, um, I moved to Atlanta for opportunity. Um, There was a bubble in downtown Chicago that I just could not enter. Um, So that move had me here, Atlanta opportunity, and I've been here ever since. Now, I will go back to visit Chicago all the time, but now ATL is my new home. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned about Chicago. I, I'm actually from Toronto. Ah. <laughs> and I've visited <laughs> Chicago quite a few times because they, they yeah. do make comparison between uh, Toronto and uh, Chicago, you know. So, uh, you know, the first person I thought about was Drake, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sings about it in his songs <laughs> exactly exactly yeah right on <laughs> okay so uh wonderful i know it's it's uh pretty early in the morning for you know we're all supercharged in the morning and um i still am supercharged <laughs> it's oh it's, don't it's, worry it's, it's midday. I, I was okay before we started i i prepped excellent excellent no no endorsements just it it helps (laughs) (laughs) wonderful wonderful Anthony um I mean you you briefly well in just a couple of sentences touched on you know your location and uh uh, the start of your journey but keen to just hear a little bit more about your uh, your personal journey that intersection with your professional leadership journey and where you're at at the moment and then we'll take it from there do you want to give us an outline of that please so um, my grandmother raised me um, and my grandparents raised me. Um, and I always had a dream of being a teacher. Um, in fact, I taught my little sister preschool. I boosted her academic career and honor roll and everything into high school. And I carried that on because 
Um, I felt like in the communities that I grew up in, um, it it's it felt like every class I was in, uh, the teacher was trying to catch us up while I was already there and wanted to go to the next level. Um, for example, in high school, I took the, the curriculum in order to get admitted into a university underneath regular admission, no second chance, all of that. And I would take a college level course and the teacher would be focused on two levels behind. And so, I, I mean, it was in this that I, I had to take the initiative to take two steps forward that even though we were behind, I still was two chapters ahead in the book yeah. or I networked with somebody that knew everything that was going on. This, this is important because this kind of instilled into me a work ethic about professional development that I'm always not looking for status quo, that I'm looking to go above and beyond. Yeah. Um, and so with that whole thing, I said, you know what? I can change this system. I can be a teacher and, and actually you know, catch everybody up. I went into um, university and I realized that that actually isn't for me. <laughs> I um, went into pre-elementary ed um, and I went through a summer internship and just um, I, the value proposition wasn't there for me. I just did not want to sign up to be living right at the poverty line. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I knew that I deserved better than that. Yeah. And so I exited the university and I just didn't know what I was going to do. I came back to Chicago and um, there wasn't a way for me to enter the um, corporate America like by myself. So I used a program um, that had networks into corporate centers that that really were bringing in and had a deliberate approach towards bringing in diversity and young talent and potential into their organizations. And I landed a role as a file clerk. Mm -hmm. From there, I moved to be, that was the launching pad, I moved into customer service. And in the customer service, I moved into an HR benefits customer service role. Hey, mm -hmm. thank you for calling the Open Enrollment Benefits Center. How can I enroll you in your benefits today? Mm -hmm. And then that sparked something where I was very interested in the, the body of knowledge of employee benefits. I knew how important it was. Now, I'm in my young 20s at the time, right? Mm -hmm. At that time, you know, most of my peers was waiving benefits because they wanted to maximize the benefits that they had, the money that they had. But mm -hmm. I understood the big picture of that. And so that began my HR career. And I stayed as a, uh, in the benefits arena for about five years, even to the point where I became an analyst. I, I mean, I was mm -hmm. crunching the numbers to be able to calculate defined benefit uh, pension, old fashioned pension plans. Mm -hmm. And someone came to me and said, Anthony, um, you sure you wanna do this? Like, like you got a dynamic personality. You might wanna venture out and, and, and think about other areas of HR. And I said, I never thought about that. And what wound up happening was I was, I became um, pigeonholed to the, the benefits guy, right? Like I could not enter the HR space. This is right when the HR business partner model became mm -hmm. uh, popular in the early 2000s. I'm dating myself, I know. Um, and so I did something radical. I said, you know what? I'm going to have to move out of my comfort zone here in Chicago and go somewhere where there is opportunity. I know that the entry points into HR is being outsourced. So mm -hmm. I need to go to the outsourcer. Mm -hmm. So um, I joined a company, a dot com. I moved here to Atlanta. I lived in the living room of a friend's house. And I was just on an aggressive track to wanting to um, uh, pivot and move into human resources. Um, and I was successful with that. And what was critical for me to do that was earning certification. 
Mm -hmm. um, and so by doing that, I no longer was a benefits guy. I was an HR guy that had commitment that, hey, I actually, I not only do I um, have the commitment to, to have the knowledge, but I also have the experience mm -hmm. in order to do it. And that allowed me to have a different type of conversation. Um, and in that outsourced world, um, I became a leader, a frontline leader. I had 15 people reporting to me. Most of them was brand new. Um, and that those experiences as a frontline leader has carried with me ever since because of how important it is. But it's the most one of the most difficult jobs that anybody can do is be a frontline leader, a balance between subject matter expert and um, a leader of more than likely peers that you grew up with, right? Um, but my mission still wasn't accomplished. I wanted to move into that corporate HR realm. Um, and so one of the clients I supported in that outsourcing space mm -hmm. had a position open for HR specialist role. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I knew them, they knew me. Um, I had to actually take a step back. I took a 12K cut. Mm -hmm. It was tough. And my team could see my salary because mm -hmm. they were supporting that client. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and there, that knowledge that I learned in the certification process allows me to be thrown into any situation that, and allows me to be able to come back like I'm a subject matter expert. Mm -hmm. um, and in that whole process, I had to partner with leaders. I had to partner of all levels, right? Um, as it relates to instituting strategies, um, programs, that's aligned with what they're looking to accomplish, that's, uh, that's aligned with their most valuable asset as it relates to people. And that first role working for a medical device company launched me to where I was able to become a corporate um, HR business partner, supporting a global audience. I was the liaison to HR representatives in Europe, Japan, India, Canada. Um, and that served the baseline and I stayed in that life sciences arena um, ever since. So that kind of launched it. And why I entered HR was because in that benefits arena, I had the touch of training. Mm. I had to train in order to launch a project, a new initiative. Yeah. And I, that tapped into something that, hey, when I know something, that, that desire to be able to transfer that knowledge so that they can use it to make a greater impact, that was like central core yeah. of my interest right it's the transference of knowledge and skills so yeah. that other person can be better and have that impact to the people that they are around yeah. and so that was the central core nuclei for me and how this kind of manifested itself because um that's how i launched yeah yeah you know as you were describing your journey and uh how you navigated through those different roles and achieved best outcomes in your own right, one word sticks out to me, curious. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yes. Um, it's, uh, it's, 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 I mean, the, the different subsets to that, you know, it's your determination and, you know, your, um, uh you know your you know your pursue you know your 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 leadership pursuance towards looking at new ways of improving your your own map yes of, um you know building your own capabilities and 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 what you saw as interest uh mm -hmm. in and not just a, a small domain of hr for example or a particular right. unit but looking at it more broadly and and all of that was just about your 
curiosity, I think. <laughs> yes. You know what? And, and that's the thing. It's like, you don't know it unless you try it and you get exposed yeah. to it. Yeah. And, and, and that person that had that conversation with me sparked a curiosity mm -hmm. of what's yeah. on the other side of the fence here. Yeah. Right. And, and I think you, that and that is, that's very important that, you know, that you keep your, you keep your eyes open because yeah. you just never know where opportunity can present itself in general. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and with that comes that, that mindset, right? So it's the, uh, it's the mindset of, well, and, you know, you mentioned it, you know, before our podcast or even during our podcast about, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, which means you <laughs> keep your, your mind open and, you know, it's not the why it's actually, in my view, it's the why not. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. I, 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 I come across many, when I work with 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 clients, um, as you do, and you work in organizations in the corporate world, and you've got um, teams and leaders and and so forth who keep on asking why this, why that, why this, and the twenty questions that go with it, and and the moment that the the, the the you know some people start recognizing rather than actually actually asking why what what why can we just turn the narrative to why not right what if <laughs> yes and the the conversations and the end goal becomes a lot more easier and and it's a mindset shift and um i know we're, we're into a different territory here but it it, it all falls and within the, the the remit of you as a person or you and me as a person or you know, our people and mindset and how we're actually influencing leadership because you you anthony you you are dealing with strategic leaders as peers in the business yeah. within the hr within clients and so forth so which means the conversations are still there that actually talk about why not yeah not the why why not because we're in this world where we're innovating right all change begins with a conversation Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, curious to hear about uh, the next stages of your your career. What, what what are you focused on now? I mean, aside from some of the corporate pieces that you're doing. Yeah, I, you know what? Um, I actually uh, my whole life concept changed uh, this year, actually. Mm -hmm. um, my grandmother passed um, and I have her. Uh, that's her obituary right above me. Yep. Yeah. And also she's here in her prime, um, sitting at the bar, yeah. looking down. Um, and during, um, I fell into a depression. Um, uh, I, it was one um, that I, it came unexpected. You know, I, I coach and counsel people that are going through signs of this, where to go. Um, but it's, it is a whole different thing when you go through it. Um, I was wounded on all levels. Uh, physically, spiritually, uh, mentally, um, and usually work is where is my solace. It's kind of like my protection. I can put more into work and I can get over whatever it was, but that wasn't the case here. Um, and during, I took a sabbatical and it made me reevaluate. Now I still had the business in play, uh, but the reason why this is important is because um, a part of my reconciliation to healing and getting place back to a um, a sense of normalcy was really trying to find out what my sense of purpose was. Like, what is my end goal? What am I going to do with this? And I realized that there was a need. Um, and when I go back, if you, you know, uh, Stephen, if you were to close your eyes 
And I would ask you um, to think about um, you know, that HR professional that had the most impact in your life. More than likely, that person wouldn't look like me. Mm. And I think as we are going and we're becoming more global and we're becoming more diverse, um, that in my, in my partnerships with, with clients, I find that, um, that there is, it, it, HR is already isolated because there's so much, only so much that we can talk about, right? Being in that department, that um, there's little islands within an islands mm. that, um, that, that, are, that are suffering. Um, and what I mean by that is um, it's, they don't have you know, anybody to talk to. They think that they may be the only one, the only one um, in these HR departments, but their voices are so important. That diversity is so important. That different perspective is so important. Um, and so I, I changed my, my view around as it relates to that is, is um, that just underscoring the, the importance of diversity, yeah. not just in corporations, but also in your HR departments. Yeah. And so um, I have a skill, which is all the experiences that I've had collectively over this period of time. Mm -hmm. And so um, my angle has been with partnering with leaders and with manage managers on the benefits of diverse, um, diverse work, work groups. And also, but you, you, had to, you have to find a way to be able to do that. And underneath my business, I'm looking to do it two ways. One is um, being able to get in front of young folks about how awesome HR is. Like from a young person's perspective, we hire, we fire, we interview. That's yeah. all they know. Yeah. But as a leader, you know, our roles is much more dynamic than that. If you're a great leader, you're going to have your finance person and that HR person yeah. right side by side with you. Um, and so that 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 aspect of being able to influence business leaders on on making decisions um, that includes a, a diverse approach, as well as upskilling the individuals that are in it. And the last prong is attracting young folks going where they are to in this space. So that's changed my my life concept um, and that my journey. Um, allows me to be an expert in all three of those those domains. So I'm looking to do that full time, 100%. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting piece, right? Because you're, you know, you you're describing different different types of um, different types of people, here. and and with your uh, exposure and you know exposure with a capital E uh, through you know your experience, <laughs> your uh, you know your diverse thinking all of that um you know it makes it even more relevant for some of these leaders looking to grow so with that in mind um if i was a leader whatever domain that i'm in or if i'm a young emerging leader for example and i wanted to leverage you know your you know, diverse exposure and your expertise and the solutions that you're, you're, you know, you're offering. I want to leverage that. How would a conversation between you and I sound like? Yeah. Um, and those conversations are happening, right? Um, I'm on LinkedIn um, yeah. and I connect with um, leaders uh, in the HR space or also in business and, and they reach out, you know, um, and I, think that networking is is important right 
um, having a diverse network um, that you can tap into. Yeah. So I think the number one thing is that usually a person from my seat, we don't know that you have a need unless you 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 indicate it, you engage with us, right? That you um, there's a challenge that's out there that you're in the comments, that you're in the feeds, you're where we are. Um, and that can initiate a conversation, a proactive conversation with me reaching out to you. Yeah. Or if I'm in those same feeds, you reach out to me. Yeah. And it begins with the conversation, right? Yeah. I My brand is one where it may come across as though I'm inaccessible, but I'm very accessible. Yeah. It's nothing but a, a, calen- a, a, a link to go ahead and schedule some time. And, and for us to be able to understand what, what are your needs? What are your challenges? It's in particular, as it relates uh, to people. Yeah. Um, and then asking, hey, how do you think I can help? Yeah. And then it's about really, truly understanding the person, yeah. where they're looking to go, their current setup, and then comes, right, the work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that work starts with a self-assessment, yeah. right? Um, one where in order to move from here to here, you got to realize completely where you are in your existing situation Um, and making sure that you're ready to do the work. Um, I know from my perspective, I always begin with um, that um, you um, I'm not here. I, I, if, if, if you are partnering with me, I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to tell you what you need to hear. So I want to make sure that that person is, especially as an entrepreneur, as a leader, right? You've earned your badges, right? You don't need me to tell you anything as it relates to that. But you do, there needs to be a framework that needs to be a reception, again, in that self-assessment process that you're ready for it. Um, As an entrepreneur, I thought coming into uh, starting a business that's centered around what I'm an expert in was going to be the only thing that I needed in order to succeed. But oh my goodness, was there a whole nother skill set, a whole nother side of my brain that yeah. I had to activate? And it was a very humbling experience that I have a coach, right? And I have other individuals who have owned a business. And I realized that, wow, this is a different skill set altogether and difficult because my whole career was based off helping supporting somebody else's business, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, coming from that unique, that capital E that you had mentioned, um, that I have supported all levels, like, you know, um, you know, hundred um, billion dollar industries as it relates to their strategies. Um, I know that it just, be, it begins with the person. It begins yeah. with the person that they're ready to receive uh, the feedback and partnership. Um, and that, uh, that beginning that trust, right. Um, and things will manifest itself. Uh, and I, I, I have an approach of, of, um, a kiss method <laughs> keep it simple stupid yeah. right it's like i i don't have like you know you don't have to read a whole entire white paper in order to apply simple approaches and and things that you can apply right away because i know one thing about executives is i need the executive summary don't give me don't give me don't give me the book version of whatever yeah. i need to do so um it, it's one that is customized to what they're looking to do and again, the mindset of that leader and that they're ready for that change and, and that shift. Yeah. Um, and it begins with building that trust, right? And and from me, that they could expect that I'll be vulnerable along with them because I've made many mistakes and I have been exposed to the mistakes that others have made. Yeah. 
Um, and I know I've mentioned one more thing was as it relates to diversity and, and the value of that. And I'm in a, in a place now where the numbers speak for themselves. The numbers are there is that by with that approach embedded that you're going to obtain higher than expected results. Yes. Um, and that that's something, again, that it's already out there. The data is there. I can show it to you um, and present it to you. So um, that's what you can expect. But I think that whole thing, again, change begins with the conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you've got your uh, your formula to your success uh, laid out. Yeah. And that's, that's a wonderful way of describing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, we, we are in this situation in the in the world where there's lots of things happening I and mean, we've you know we've had cycles of pandemic you know we've had you know we, we are in the current you know economic climate of uh you know distress of sorts uh peaks and troughs uh, what are some of the um challenges you're seeing leaders facing you know from from the lens of HR leadership or even just you personally yeah that are going through organizationally um and how to how to potentially navigate through that yeah I I mean it's I think the whole thing the whole thing is um businesses and leaders have gotten used to a routine mm -hmm. right you go off site come back with your long-term plan short-term plan yeah. everything like that um and if you have done a SWOT analysis, like it, it just all it all it did this pandemic um, did was whatever your plans were, you could forget about it, right? You need to go ahead and revisit the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so, what challenges that business leaders I've seen face is that, in a lot of cases, they've had to change. In most cases, not all, yeah. had to change their business model and the way that they do business in order to survive, right? Um, not only did they have to shape their business model, they had to shape the business model based off the ability for the people mm. to be available to do the job. Yeah. Right? So um, I think in this aspect, HR, and especially for those of you who don't have HR, that this was tough. Like we were the hidden heroes um, behind the scenes um, and making sure that the business continued while all these things were, were happening. And so it was about revisiting the business model. How can you maintain? Um, why it's back? Everybody is now back to survival mode versus yeah. growth. Yeah. Um, and also um, revisiting their strategies as it relates to people. How do you retain them? Yeah. How do you still keep business going even if people are out? How can you make people feel safe and secure while everything is is going on? And that work transition to home, right out of the office do the stuff from home, right? A higher level of trust, you know, being able to, to, to go back to the definition, who is essential to really go into the office versus who's not, and still creating environments where people are still engaged um, in that, right? Recommunicating out to customers as it relates to the changes in expectations um, with, with having to respond to that aspect of, of a pandemic. And at the same time, them showing that they care, not only um, for their employees, but for everybody else around. Um, yeah. Because it did require some vulnerability that we had to pick up the phone and call people and be like, hey, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Hey, you, you, hey, are you do how's this working for you? Right? Um, so it was definitely a disruptor. Yeah. Some aspects in a positive way. 
in some aspects it was just one that was impactful to people unfortunately and and to effect real change do you feel that some of these topics and and ways in which it can be implemented do you feel that these are actually on the agenda of the uh exco or management team or the board because yeah. H H hr people yeah. and culture people's strategy you know th th these are big topics and, huge uh do you feel that that that's actually becoming visible oh yeah i mean just think about it people used to rely on salary surveys to determine to make sure that they're competitive throw it out the window right without it's all about the candidate it's all especially for those hard to fill positions so that data that you were able to rely on to be able to get a barometer that's it's just now just a point in time right now there's a different type of science that's being put in with how do you retain your top performers how do you retain that hard to fill talent mm -hmm. because the market the whole marketplace has changed yeah. the entire it's almost like a reset button has happened yeah. And it's unfamiliar territory that we're building a new baseline on. And the and and that baseline is being built from off of the pandemic. Yeah. Right. So human capital um, strategies is going to be has to be central part. Otherwise, you will go the ways of businesses that are no longer in existence. Yeah. Right. Because it, it really is truly driven by people and you have to respond to those needs and no longer can you uh just go by best practice anymore yeah there's yeah. a new best practice yeah and 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 we need those progressive minded chros and ceos to actually drive that agenda obviously with the, the rest of the team as well but um yeah at, at that highest leadership and this is where you come in basically to help enable some of some yeah. of that at, uh, at a strategic level but um not only for companies but also within companies that you're operating, but also companies that you're actually serving as well. That's right. Well, change management, HR has always been the rely go-to as it relates to how do we implement the best way we implement this change within the organization. Yeah. And one thing I always counsel um, leaders on is that more than likely this change you're looking to communicate, you guys have been working on that for two, three years. Um, and so you cannot implement that with just an email and expect that it's going to be a whole kumbaya um, uh, expectation with it. Yeah. And so a lot of my role as it relates to change management mm -hmm. is how do you implement change while it's in progress, while it's in flight, how you be transparent as it relates to the changes, how you get the right people involved, and how do you socialize it in the right way where people can see it as a, as a benefit, not versus a top-down management doesn't listen to me approach. Mm -hmm. That is probably the one of the most common challenges that I hear from leaders all the time, help me solve this conundrum yeah, um, yeah. as it relates to implementing change. And in this pandemic, the the if you were frozen in the way that you've done business for years, whew, to go ahead and um, make these changes um, in, in an instant um, is, has, has been and will continue to be uh, tough, even as you try to reinstitute that sense of normalcy, there will be resistance yeah. to hey we've done it this way why don't we continue to do it this yeah. way yeah wonderful um so tell me a little bit more about you anthony what does a day in the life of anthony look like these days morning to evening i know you're a morning person yeah so 
I look, and this this is what I would say for any entrepreneur, right? You really have to love what you do, like thick and through. Like this can't be, this is not a hobby, right? This is this is is passion. Um, and I think I described to you that my upbringing was built off of continuous improvement mm. and built off professional development. Like that is being curious is what I do for fun. All these books you see in behind me. Um, like I, I mean, even for play, I'm strategizing. I'm playing Game of Thrones board game, right? I'm playing, um, um, you know, like, you know, Sim City. I'm organizing how how like I'm I'm a gamer, right? But I even when I am um, um, and I play video PlayStation Five, right? But I need a storyline. I need a point. I need to be able to have a plan to be able to do it and I grew up that way yeah, and so yeah. when you ask me what I do for fun like I didn't even realize it until I I was asked that before but like what I do for fun is stay curious and that fuels me as it relates to my business so what I do here is actually fun yeah. I, and and so um I know that sounds weird but um like I I love what what I what I do um, and, and that's, it fuels me as, in all aspects of my life. And if you can find, um, a passion to, to do that, um, you're, you're on a hierarchy of needs. You're in that self-actualization phase. The yeah, highest you can go. Yeah. 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 No, no, understood. Um, okay. We're coming to close very shortly. Um, any, any closing messages or a challenge to other leaders or people, boards, organizations, sectors yeah. that you can share? Yeah, um, I think there's a couple of things that I have um, shared with with leaders. And the first one is be authentic. Be authentic. People can know when you're not being authentic. The next is be consistent. So you could be authentic, but if you don't show up, if you don't do what you say you're going to do, at least come back and say why you didn't. People are paying attention to those things, right? Serve as an example for your team and your group. Make those values that you have on your website real and hold your leaders accountable for that. And then last but not least out of all of that, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Um, I recently, um, one of my initial contributions to the Forbes Coaches Council was ways that executives can relax. Mm-hmm. Um, relax, yeah. like find that Zen. Like find your center, right? Um, because the reality is, right, work will always be there. So find that escape. While at the same time, those other three things, don't don't forget that the people will notice, the people will pay attention, um, and people will follow your lead or exit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Words of wisdom from Anthony. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank, thank you very, very much. Very simplistic approach, right? <laughs> yeah, but yet, yet, yet profound. I mean, you, you know, the most simplest, simplest words of wisdom or, or challenge is actually. <laughs> yeah, I said to keep it simple. I take it as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Thank, thank you so much for, for making the time and for, for being with us today and sharing your journey. Uh, very inspiring. Thank you. And um, lots of lessons learned there for not only me, but um, I'm sure for other leaders as well. 
so thank you very much, Anthony, for, for being with us. And thank you for having me. It was it was an honor. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay, folks, thank you very much for listening in and stay tuned for our next episode on a leader who is making um, publications on new frontiers for business leaders. We'll hear more about that one in our next episode, so stay tuned. Hey, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You're now seeing this part of the video also because you consume some of my content, insights and teachings. Maybe you've been to my LinkedIn page or website or seen other social media ads or listened to my podcast. I'm Stephen Paul, a business and transformational executive coach, strategic advisor, leader and board member. I've been in diverse roles, corporate executive, entrepreneur, and worked with businesses and firms of all sizes, built and launched businesses, created high impact boards and so forth in four continents. I get it. I've been there, done that. But what is different is I bring a unique perspective and a playbook. I've helped 100 plus business leaders just like you to scale and align their leadership top teams, the board and overall business for growth. Leaders like Ivana from medium-sized company in the EU who grew 150% and expanded globally in under five months. After she started to work with me over facilitated sessions in an initial three days, I helped fine-tune their strategy and align their leadership team and board to be a cohesive driving force to achieve their dreams and outcomes. I want to teach you the same thing and more on how to scale and align your leadership team and board so you can increase your business growth and value. Get clarity on what is the next right strategy for you. There are multiple ways we can work with you. Number one, click the link for a free non-obligatory 60-minute initial strategic session. Let's get a feel for your dreams, your vision, your challenges, and let me convert that into a route map for you where we can co-develop and co-pilot. Number two, enroll in an innovative and intuitive digital online course that I have curated, created to help you transform. It's called Unshakable Resilience. It is the ultimate program for individuals and business leaders like you who want to be equipped at a personal and professional level to respond to any form of challenges or in crisis situations and take on opportunities with grit, resilience and build a mindset of success. In essence, you want to be unshakable, thrive in crisis, take on opportunities in the face of adversity and build a success mindset. So, click the link below to learn more on how I can personally help you individually and your firm to scale and align your leadership team and business and pivot in a transformational way. And for you to experience this, whatever the challenge you're facing, get in touch with me. Let's discuss and I will share my insight rapidly to enable your transformation. Click the links below.